Bruce Newberry. The food dude. For you who are looking for a Valentine, or maybe you'd like to drop a little hint, we're here at Les Isle Rose with our friend Sue Bevilacqua. Sue Bevy, how are you? I'm fine. How are you, Bruce? Good. Nice to see you, and uh, nice to be walking around Les Isle Rose here looking for wonderful Valentines. Yes. I can't believe it's that time already. I know. Winter went by so fast, and we're getting into spring. Let's hope. Yes. So let's start with some nice Valentine jewelry. Yes, we have just some lovely things that are going to be just perfect. We have uh, T. Giselle, which is a really pretty line for women. Um, beautiful bracelets, earrings, necklaces. Um, and I see it's a Les Isle Rose favorite. Yes, it is. We love this line. It's just so pretty with all the different color stones that really mean something. When you say it means something, these stones have some particular qualities. I know just enough about this stuff to get myself in trouble. So, But these stones have some particular characteristics. They can make you feel a certain way, and they can send a certain message. And the message that we want to get across, first of all, is that they're made in Rhode Island. Yes, they are. It started in Rhode Island, and it's just taken off. It's just a a great line. We saw her. We went to the Atlanta show, and she was there, and she had her whole line and new things added into it. Um, The line is done with some um, particular stones that... It's, they have a quality that really adds to the gift because you can not only give this with a nice wish, but you can also tell the story. Right, and it, you can pick it out particularly for that family person that you absolutely love. There's one for heart, endless love, compassion, the traveler, the wild one, the free spirit. You can just pick it particularly for that person. Nice, and it just makes it that much more meaningful, and uh, it is a terrific valentine. And all of the T. Giselle line is in sterling silver. T. Giselle here at Les Isle Rose. Yes. Wouldn't be Valentine's without a Valentine's card, Sue. Yes, um, we have papyrus cards, recycled cards, um, all kinds of greeting, but the the Valentine's cards are absolutely beautiful. The ones from papyrus, they're glitter and just so pretty. They're nice. They really add something a little bit different and just a kind of a step up. Yes, it's almost like a gift in itself. Right. They're beautiful. We have chocolate here at Les Isle Rose. We do. We have the best. We have the Garadelli. Oh, so good. Lint. We have sweet knots that have some nuts and has caramel inside. Just delicious. We have... Wonderful truffles. Lint truffles. And then you have... We have these Hammond's bars. Yes. Those are... Oh, those are delicious. Red velvet cake, peanut butter and jelly. And milk chocolate with crispy bacon. Yeah. Bacon bits and potato chip bits. Oh my. Cookies. Cookie Cookie dough. dough. We have Godiva chocolate. We have Seattle chocolate, which is delicious. Sweets for the sweet. I just made that up. (laughs) 
And of course, don't forget the flowers. The flowers. We have red roses, white roses, purple roses, yellow roses, uh, green roses. Just beautiful array of flowers. Well, here with some flower expertise, Sue, is uh, our friend Sandy Rhodes, who is behind the counter here at Les Isle Rose. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. We need to have our lesson on what the colors of roses really mean. Okay, so yes, there's a lot of different meanings for roses. Um, for instance, red is for true love, love. Um, pale pink or pinks uh, is for sweetheart. Right. Um, and then yellow is for friendship. Uh, white is for innocence. Ah. Yeah. Uh, lavender, it's for love at first sight. Or I didn't know that. Did you know that? I did not know that. Wow. Or in enchantment. That's or enchantment. Okay, I got you. Mm-hmm. Um, orange is for fascination. I didn't know that either. That's that's great. So see that you can actually so you can actually kind of get away with if you'll excuse the expression (laughs) not all these red roses right i most people prefer different colors anyway nowadays red is not as popular as it used to be that's what i sort of found was the case over the past few years that the it's okay to send a a multicolored arrangement of roses you know but you don't want to take any chances so (laughs) the pressure's on us men sometimes nice to be safe right (laughs) thank you Sandy, very, very much. Right. We have plants, beautiful plants, anthurium, which is just so pretty. We have all kinds of the new succulents, the cactuses, air plants. We have a, a lot of air plants, which is so popular right now. Um, we have the prayer plant, which is a spathylium. They're really pretty with the white lilies on them. We have ivies and just so many different things. They're just beautiful right now. So thanks so much. Happy Valentine's Day Happy to you Valentine's both. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> For us parents, the end of the workday signals the beginning of our other full-time job, the care and feeding of our family. When everybody comes home and everybody's hungry, you can smile when you hear those three little words, what's for dinner? Because you know you've got gas bars on hand. Gaspar's Linguisa and Chudis, an easy and delicious meal starring your family's favorite. Gaspar's is just what you and your family need after your hard day. Made with lean cuts of quality meats and authentic natural spices, Gaspar's lends a special flavor to so many of your family's favorites. Spaghetti, chili, pizza, sandwiches, omelets, baked beans, soups, so much more. Gaspar's comes in slices, franks, cocktail bites, and the traditional sausage. And Gaspar's Linguisa and Churis are readily available at all major supermarkets. For all the flavor with less fat and calories, try Gaspar's Turkey Linguisa and Churis. Gaspar's for over 95 years. It's the Portuguese sausage that the whole world can enjoy. Always a pleasure. My great, great pleasure. Look forward to coming in here. You never know what uh, you're going to see here. Yeah, you know, we got to... And today we've got a new addition. I love this... uh, toy. Yeah, yeah, this beautiful slicer. It is an authentic Italian uh, deli slicer. Right, and it shaves the meat. It's... uh it's just a gravity-fed uh, machine. It's not electric. It's all manual, and you, you put the meat on it. and it, I mean, it'll slice it thin enough that you can read through it. Right, and, the, you know, the prosciutto actually shaves so that it, like, almost melts on your tongue. Yes, it's, yes. Oh, my. And this is the authentic deal. It is from Verona. We were looking right, at it. Yeah, the, uh, I 
We got it from a yeah, gentleman that was bought it in Italy and had it shipped to his restaurant in Orlando. Yeah. And then um, decided that he didn't want to be in the restaurant business anymore. Well, you know, you want to hang out in the sun in Orlando, so yeah, <laughs> you know. can you can kind of see his point. And you just kind of happened on it, and uh, exactly, this it was is just, a great you know, thing. He was in his so when he gave up his restaurant, he kept the slicer and. Uh, mm. It was in his garage. Terrific. And his wife said, get that thing out of the garage. <laughs> and, uh, and here it is. So it, it's in, it is on display here in the middle of the dining room here at Perella's. So if that well, inspires you. Yeah, well, we're going to do, Bruce, that with, now that we have everything and there is no snow, we should have been doing it today. But, uh, yeah, we're going to run like a special plate every weekend. Uh, we're going to do Copa one week and a salumi plate and a prosciutto, you know, fresh mozzarella prosciutto and yeah, basil. Yeah. And try to try to utilize the, get some use out of it so it's not for sure. Here for fresh sliced right out of the authentic imported slicer. And so come by and have a taste of the real authentic uh, salumi from as if you were right there in the village and you just came into the uh, the salumeria. Yep. So, yeah. Ready. So, uh, really, really good. And, you know, with some things going on here, looking around, uh, of course, the oil and the balsamic is on the table. And, uh, you know, I was thinking about that. The uh, chat we're going to have next hour with the chef from down south who was talking about the the breadsticks wrapped in bacon and i said use the big breadsticks and wrap it with prosciutto and you know but you could take a little of that oil and you know a little garlic in the oil brush it yeah throw it right in the oven i think like we may steam. be onto something yeah yes Oh, everything's better with bacon you know that. everything is better with bacon and if we know how to say it in italian we would yeah I know. That's what somebody asked me the other day. Oh, you speak Italian? No. What do you mean? You're an Italian? You don't speak Italian? Well, we speak prosciutto and right. capicola. We speak all the dirty words, unfortunately. <laughs> I just had that chat with the, the woman that runs the Portuguese restaurant, Udinish, because I grew up in Taunton and I know how to swear in Portuguese. She says, everybody knows how to swear in Portuguese. It's the first words you'll learn. <laughs> but uh, no, not at all. We we know how to say uh, soprasata and we know how to say... Copa. Yes. Copolato. Of those. Bring back the Copolato pizza, too, now. Excellent. Co- excellent idea. It's cured and is ready, and um, Copas are ready, so we're going to be doing the uh, Copolato pizza. Now, of those, of the Copa, the Soprasata, the Prosciutto, um, which of those is spicy? Um, none of well, none of I them mean, are particularly right. spicy. I, I I particularly like the heat, yes. so I'll make some spicy with sure. with the wet pepper that we crush. Yes. in the summertime. Yes, I add that to some of my salami. But generally, we, everything we serve, we serve sweet because it's either not hot enough for people or it's too hot. It was like I, you know you know I make all the sausage here. So yes. we used to have hot and we used to have sweet. And then, oh, this isn't hot. All right, but it's hot. That's interesting. Say, oh, this people, is too hot. People who really like the heat want like, that heat. Want that heat. Yes. You can't make it hot enough. And Yes, it's so true. And, and the masses don't want to be surprised by the heat. So Right. You know, it's like cherry peppers. Everybody eats sliced banana peppers. Yes. You go, oh, you have cherry peppers. Cherry peppers are hot. Yes. Very hot. Yes. And we would be, you know, 
So when we, like when we do our calamari and we toss it in the garlic butter and the peppers, they're banana pepper rings that that are still hot but aren't hot enough. Like cherry peppers are too hot for most people. And right. you don't realize it until you bite into one. You go, oh, <laughs> this is too hot. This is too hot. Nobody, you can always add to the heat. That's you an excellent point. You can't take it away. You can't take it away. No right. question. It's like adding salt. You know, but, you, you know, that's a great point, though, because people who, people who generally like really spicy foods in general tend to have a palate for it and their experience with it so they would like it a little bit hotter than right than the average than the average so that makes sense if you like it hot you like it hot right sure uh that makes uh, that just makes all kinds of sense nothing like one of those stuffed cherry peppers though oh. i'll tell you what <laughs> those are. but that's a whole nother discipline i mean right you know you know how to make the the meat that would be stuffed into it and so forth but it's it's another skill so, and you know, one of our customers came in last week, and he uh, he did some sweet peppers Ooh. instead of the hot. Yeah, because they were just they're just too hot for him. Sure. So he goes here, try these, and I'm like, and yeah, they were delicious, but you know, but you I like it hot. You're heat. waiting for yeah, that I'm heat. Yeah, waiting, <laughs> waiting for the bite in the back of my throat, and it's like, you know, how are they? How are they? And they're they were delicious. great. Very very well done. Sure. So, uh, fantastic. So, you've got uh, some things coming up here for the uh, balance of the winter? Yeah, we have, uh, well, like I said, we're going to start the salumis. And, uh, you know, the weather's cooperate now. It's cold enough. We're ready to hang. And uh, the copas, we'll do the copas next. And, uh, fortunately, they finish a lot sooner than the salumi. And Sure. So, when, when might they be ready, the copas? Oh, the copas will be ready for Easter. Great. So, which is a little late this year. It's yeah, until the twenty first of April. Yeah, it, yes, yeah, way late compared to last. Compared year. to last year, no question. Yeah, and uh, so we're ready to put in the rest of the winter. You'll, you'll have a crowd here for the game because the storm will all be over by then. Yeah, right. <clears throat> it's a six thirty game, but that's the. Uh, and, and we hope there will be another one. Hopefully, they'll be here at one and get stuck here. So right, uh, right. <laughs> But you've got two weeks to wait until right. the next one, and we'll see what happens. But uh, always great to be here. Always a pleasure, Bruce. Thank you. Love having you. All right, so here we are. It's Bruce Newberry with Ted Carusas, but we can't call it a TED Talk. And we're here at the Blue Play Diner. Well, good morning, Ted. Nice to be back. Good to have you. Great to uh, be here, and great to be able to enjoy this new menu. Boy, this is just just fantastic. Oh, I'm glad you like it. It's been uh, it's been a little labor of love. Um, for the most part, it's been very, very much uh, positively reviewed. Uh, it's been n- not to not to kid around. You know, sometimes people don't like change, especially when you take you're a regular and we take a couple of things off. But you know, we've always been um, of the mindset that if it's something that's very important to some someone, we'll do everything in our power to try and make it for them. Obviously, sure. we've got the goods in the building. But other than that, it's been it's been pretty well received. And I guess the most important thing, or just as important as that is, is the fact that it's allowed some creativity for our cooks, which is always a very, very important thing. Uh, you know, if, you, if you're not passionate about what you do and you don't have creativity uh, in, you know, in the workplace, you get stagnant, and we don't want that for anybody, certainly not for our, our cooks and certainly not for our guests. So always something good going on. Always something good going on. The chefs were really, really passionate about the skillets and uh those the are Benedicts. yeah the, oh, Benedicts the everybody loves them yeah so that's been wonderful and it's funny that you say that because uh, you know we're always trying to find new ways to kind of get out to the audience as much as we can and uh this year we decided that we're going to kind of go um 
into delivery via Uber Eats. Wow. That's pretty funny. Yeah, it's uh, weird. I was approached recently, and uh, we should be going as live within the next two weeks or so. So that'll be interesting. Uh, so how will that work? So you would go on to, you would have the Uber Eats app, mm-hmm. and you would uh, download that. You would go on their, the website, their website, decide what you want. And then you can you see would, your menu you on the Uber menu Eats. You would be on the Uber Eats. You pick and choose. You order what you want. The order comes to us via um, a tablet. Uh, you don't have to exchange any money. It gets charged to your account. However, that is, they probably have a card on file, um, and it's seamless. The big thing for us was to make sure you can get it in a timely manner uh, because we don't want you to have any problems. And obviously, um, you know, we stand by the product, and certainly Uber Eats is a partner that will stand by it. If you have any complaints or issues or it gets screwed up or it's not hot or whatever you just go through uber eats tell them that you're unhappy and they immediately refund you and that that's how that works so they they stand by their their product we stand by our product and so hopefully it'll be a good um opportunity for um for us to get some some new business but more importantly obviously to expand our the quality and uh, uh, scope of our product to others that boy i can't wait to i can't wait for all these millennials to all of a sudden pop up on uber and say hey what's this blue plate diner well it's crazy right because so we're gonna be we're certainly the only diner in the local area that's on it but more importantly which you would think it's kind of crazy it's only us right now in mcdonald's on this island, on that's island, right. That is Uber with all the great restaurants that you would think that that, that would be it. Which you know, who knows? You know, I wonder if I'll, it's a. I wonder if it's a. It's a result of so many, like the rest of Rhode Island, so many owner-operated restaurants, and just the fact that it seems when you hear about that or you you think about that phenomenon, you think, oh well, that's for a certain type of restaurant or a certain. Like a chain restaurant. Well, there is no doubt, right? I mean, so now you have another platform that you're going to experience our product. If it doesn't meet your expectations, there's a risk there, right? I mean, if we don't package it right, if it doesn't stay warm, if it doesn't get you in a timely manner, if it doesn't look right, if it's screwed up, all those things impact you. And so when you're in a per capita area that has such great restaurants that have a high skill set going into them, in Newport, for example... Do you want to be represented, you know, misrepresented? No, probably not. So that's probably why there's some hesitancy there, and that's why it's associated with certain chains that have an ability to deliver you know, you a certain kind of product. Now, I know that you've, you would not put your name on anything or associate with anyone that wasn't going to keep your quality up there. So, I mean, that should be a real confidence builder for people to know that you're using this platform. Yeah, that, you know, you want someone who's an expert in the logistics of moving things around and they're the best. Um, and they're probably more reliable, I would imagine, than having an employee here. If they're out on a drive and I'm self-delivering, they got to wait till the, you know, the employee gets back. That could delay it. But more importantly, I think it's really important that you know, some things are going to travel better than others, period. We know this. And I've had a long time uh, 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 study where I've kind of been remiss to put uh, anything to go or, or cater something that's not going to last or represent us well. So, you know, maybe the whole menu might not be available. There might be some things that aren't, you know, like, you know, pancakes are not going to travel well for 20 <laughs> minutes or 15 go. minutes. They just don't hold well. You know, others, other things might. You know, there's a reason why Chinese and uh, food and pizza uh, are so good because they travel well. You know, and so they'll, they'll last. So that's just like anything else. It's an experiment. But like I said, we guarantee our food product. And uh, Uber Eats is a company that does that as well. So it's going to be a great, good partnership. Well, really, uh, it's going to be a, another dimension here and really a big, big step. So we wish you the best with that. And everybody's going to be able to benefit by 
having uh, Uber Eats bring your food from the Blue Plate Diner. And, uh, of course, in the meantime, we have brunch all day. Brunch all day, yep, which has been, uh, uh, it's taken off tremendously. And then, of course, our comfort uh, series and comfort foods are always available at night, 4 to, four to uh, 9 p.m. So the, they haven't gone away. They've just been uh, put on a, d- a different time schedule. <laughs> so you can come in and have your favorites and uh, come in, and you should come in different times of the day and as often as you can here. So uh, for this weekend now, um, we're here today, um, and you're going to be here for breakfast on Super Bowl Sunday. Yep, Super Bowl Sunday is one of the busier mornings, which is great. We appreciate it. So thank you very much, all the, all those folks out there. As we know, it's one of the largest consumable uh, of calorie uh, days uh, <laughs> thing. So we ask you to not really bank all your points for the afternoon. Come in and get a good breakfast start on the day, and then have a, a, just a two-meal day uh, later in the day uh, with the Super Bowl. Uh, this year we'll be closing around 4 o'clock to, uh, so that our families can go and enjoy the Super Bowl with their families. Um, but uh, we'll be open uh, for brunch straight through to 4 o'clock, so hopefully we'll get to see you. Remember, make it a two-meal two day. I like that very much. That's great advice, Ted. Thanks. Thank you. Bruce Newberry. The Food Dude.